five minutes, he would grant my request. So, one after another, I heard these people telling of their daily disappointment, and I began to feel pretty hopeless. I was only a little girl, this was my first visit, and I knew I could never get up sufficient courage to come again if I failed this time. I had just about decided I had better go, when I saw the tall doorkeeper come in, looking all about for someone. There were generals and admirals, and all sorts of important-looking personages, and I suppose he was trying to find one of them. But suddenly I saw him beckoning to me. I looked at him questioningly, and he nodded. I went to him and he whispered, You may see the president now. How can I describe my feelings? It seemed too good to be true, and yet, in spite of my happiness, I was so frightened I could scarcely move. I mustered up courage, however, to follow him. He opened a door and pushed me in, and there I was, all alone with the president. Mr. Lincoln was sitting in an armchair in the farthest corner of the room. Seeing my timidity, he rose and, beckoning in a friendly way, said, Come this way, sis, come this way. His voice was so kind and gentle that all my fright left me immediately. He came in great strides to me, and taking me by the hand, welcomed me most cordially. And did you wish to see me? he inquired. Yes, Mr. President, I replied. My father is in trouble, and I have come to tell you about it. Does your father know you've come? Oh, no, Mr. President. He wouldn't have allowed me to come if he had known anything about it. I wanted him to come himself to see you, but he said you were too burdened for him to trouble you, and he wouldn't come. I stayed awake all last night thinking about his trouble and decided I would come myself. So before he was up, I slipped out of the house without his knowledge. A kindly smile lighted President Lincoln's face, and he said, Come sit down and tell me all about it. His sympathy made me feel at ease, and I told him all the story in detail. When I was telling him of father's being wounded at the Battle of Fredericksburg, and of the necessity of the amputation of his leg, and of his and mother's sufferings, he interrupted me. So your father was wounded at Fredericksburg? He said. Yes, Mr. President, I answered. He threw his head back on the chair, and as he clasped his hands before him and closed his eyes, a look of agony passed over his face. With a groan, he said, Oh, what a terrible slaughter that was. Those dreadful days. Shall I ever forget them? No, never, never. Then, recovering himself, he said, Go on, my child, go on. So I went on and told him all about our leaving our old home, of father's appointment to Chain Bridge, and of the indignity he had suffered, of his anxiety concerning the welfare of his big family, and how, only the day before, the division commander had seemed to threaten his removal. When I was all through, the president said, My child, every day I am obliged to listen to many stories such as yours. How am I to know what you have told me is true? I'm sure I don't know, Mr. President, I replied, unless you are willing to take my word for it. That's just what I'm going to do, he said as he patted me on the shoulder. I will thoroughly investigate this affair. And taking a notebook from his pocket, he made a memorandum of what I had told him. Then, closing the book, he said, 
Now, my child, you go home and tell your father not to worry any more about this. I will look into the matter myself, and I will see to it personally that no further injustice is done him. He can rest assured that he will either be retained in his present position or have a better one. It will come out all right, I can promise you. Grasping his hand in both of mine, all I could say was, Thank you so much, Mr. President. That's all right, my child, all right. And then, rising, he bade me goodbye, with all the graciousness he would have shown some notable woman, and bowed me out. I stood for a moment fairly dazed. How unbelievably marvelous it all seemed, and what a wonderful man our president was. I fairly walked on air all the way home, and I could hardly wait for Father's return that evening. At last I saw him coming on his crutches, careworn and worried.